0: Recorded live in the Phantasmo Lounge, high atop the Tab Fielding Building in beautiful midtown Portsmouth, Virginia, it's Phantasmo After Dark, with your host, Rob Floyd, and co-host, Phyllis Floyd. Tonight's topic, tourist trap. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the old podcast. Hey, Phyllis. Hey, Rob. We're uh, talking tonight about the 1979 horror film, tourist trap. For uh, those of you who is your first time listening, thanks for listening to our big budget <laughs> <laughs> fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants production here. <laughs> Typically, we talk about obscure, uh, relatively unknown, maybe overlooked cult films, horror films. Go off on a lot of tangents and kind of try to get back to the main part of the discussion when we can. <laughs> and once in a while, we'll do an episode here and there that has nothing to do with a, a movie whatsoever, but just has something interesting. But tonight, we're talking about Tourist Trap, 1979. Happy anniversary. Yeah, it is. Anniversary of the film. It's a pretty much kind of slasher film. You might put it in that genre, I guess.
1: It is indeed.
0: Now, what else was coming out in that year? In 79? In 79. Alien. Amityville Horror. Mm -hmm. Frank Langella Dracula. Klaus Kinsey Nosferatu. Driller Killer.
1: Driller Killer.
0: Prophecy. When a Stranger Calls, Fulci Zombie, and one of our favorites, Phantasm. Mm. Now, that wasn't everything that came out that year, but that's the, the bulk of the, the horror that came out that year. Right Now, it's interesting if you go back a little bit, and in 78, the year before what had come out, mm-hmm. so you see the progression of how the movies were going, what they were going towards, you know? Mm-hmm. 78, uh, you had such fare as Dawn of the Dead, Damien and the Omen 2, I Spit on Your Grave, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, Martin, and the original Halloween. They go back one more year in 77, and stuff gets a little more spread out as far as what the, is, you know, the slasher type genre, I guess, as it gets closer to 78 is where it builds. But you go to 77, you had The Car, which is actually a cool movie,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Day of the Animals, Empire of the Ants, The Hills Have Eyes, Kingdom of the Spiders, Rabid, The Sentinel, which we just talked about recently right suspiria tentacles
1: tentacles (laughs)
0: tentacles tentacles tentacles. (laughs) and uh watch me when i kill then again that's not everything that came out that year but that's just a good overview of it right but you see how they went oh and toolbox murders too came out in 77 speaking Uh, of another one that we talked about right and a few of these other ones we've talked about too on uh, older episodes yeah but you see how it kind of went Going more towards this type of film mm-hmm. as the years went. And then you get in the 80s and boom. You
1: know? Right, right.
0: Now, this particular film, uh, we watched this recently.
1: Yes, indeed.
0: First time I had seen it, I'd been wanting to see it for years, but just never got around to it.
1: I had never seen it prior to this either.
0: And it started off really pretty pretty good. Yeah, kind of know?
1: exactly what I expected it to be. And
0: exactly what I wanted out of it. you know. Right. But then it switches gears it starts off basically like a, a basic slasher type film, and then mm-hmm. it goes into a weird supernatural type of element part of the way through, and it throws and it threw me. Yeah. You know, let's run down the plot real quick, just okay. to get an idea of what we're talking about. Gotcha. So, this group of kids are going on vacation.
1: And you say kids, <laughs> they're what, probably early 20s? Late teens?
0: Yeah, yeah. Late teens, early 20s. They're going on vacation. They're in two separate cars. The one car breaks down Is ahead of the group. It's a guy and a girl. Mm -hmm. And the guy, uh, this a flat tire. So he takes the tire off. He's going to go find a gas station down the road. Right. While he's gone, the other car comes by and sees the the girl waiting, picks her up, says, Mm -hmm. well, we'll go find him. In the meantime, while that's happening, the guy finds a gas station, a broken down gas station on the side of the road. Nobody's there. So he goes in the gas station and looks around and somehow he gets in a room and the door shuts behind him and locks. And these mannequins just kind of start popping up. Creepy mannequins and things. It's like it's rigged to happen when he moves certain places in the room. I'm like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. This is really creepy. It's like it's
1: set up to be a haunted house or something. Yeah. It's what you think
0: at first. And then stuff starts falling and then stuff starts flying at him. Yeah. And then stuff that just, it couldn't happen. Right. It has, you know, it's like, okay, that's... That's not something rigged. It's like telekinesis or something. You know, knives being thrown out of this cabinet, and finally he gets killed with. I think it's a metal pipe just goes through him. Yeah, yeah, like his arm got stuck
1: in the door or something. Yeah, I, I somehow missed. I think I looked down and missed how his arm was stuck in the door. But whatever, It doesn't matter. Yeah. Yes, pipe got stuck in, which was actually pretty cool. Which yeah. I, I've seen that before, but pipe oh, yeah. got stuck in his body, and then the blood's like dripping out the, out pipe. the pipe. Yeah, that yeah, was
0: cool. It was cool, but it, like I said, that that part it kind of threw me a little bit. I'm like, okay, I'll just give that, I'll suspend a little disbelief there. Yeah, Maybe we'll it was real, you know? Right, right. And then his friends, they don't go by, do they? Go by the
1: gas station? No, no, they don't go by the gas station. They they have continued on their journey, and then something happens to their car. Yeah, they pull up,
0: uh, and they have to
1: pull on the side of the road.
0: Don't and they pull up to, they pull up to the tourist trap?
1: No, they don't. They pull over on the side of the road and the ladies discover oh, a little up, oasis yeah, they to go, go up, swimming.
0: They go up the little hill there and yeah. there's a little a little lake there. Yeah, but the,
1: the car is broken down. Something's yeah, wrong with something's the
0: car. Something's wrong with the car. So they they get naked and go skinny dipping. Yes. Which we don't see any nudity, unfortunately. Correct. Which is points off for this movie. <laughs> and uh all of a sudden Chuck Connors comes walking around. And find, finds him in the water and starts chatting him up. And he apparently is this, this sweet old local guy. And he says, well, you know, get yourselves out of there. I'll go check your friend over there and we'll see if we can fix your car.
1: Yeah. But he's he's a little creepy. He's
0: a little creepy. Well, of course he's creepy. He comes out of the woods with a shotgun. He's well, a, yeah, like, but
1: that's not the creepy part. The yeah. creepy part is he says something to him like, care to come out of there or something? And he he can tell that they're naked. So, yeah. you know, it's well, kind of hey, like, hmm. Hey, a man's
0: only a guy.
1: Yeah, it is true. It is true. Anyhow, so he continues so, <laughs> on to go help the guy fix the car. Yeah, they all the get back to get the car there.
0: and he says... Uh, oh,
1: and uh, he tells them he tells them on the what? way out, Well, I was coming to coming to give you a warning. You need to get out of there before it gets dark because the water moccasins come into the, yeah. the pond and when it gets dark. <laughs> so if you feel something swimming around your ankles... <laughs> yeah,
0: which is like that old joke about yes. a guy going to feed the alligators. <laughs> right. But he gets to the car, and it's like, okay, I got tools back at my house. Tell you what, hop in my truck. We'll ride back to the house, get the tools. Right. Y'all can stay in there and out of the dark, and we'll come back and fix the car. So they go to his house, and of course, where he is is, uh, is the tourist trap. But typical tourist trap kind of thing where they go into the one building, and there's little scenes set up with mannequins and dioramas and and lights coming down on them, like a wax museum type of thing. And some of them move you know have limited animation and stuff and so that's where they're at right now and through the window you can one of the girls sees a house up on the hill through the woods a little ways from this shack uh, that they're in with the mannequins Mm -hmm. he tells them all don't go up there just stay here and he he's gonna go and try to fix the car so doesn't he take the guy and they go Yep, yep, yeah so he takes the guy and they go and uh while they're gone one of the girls is of course she can't sit still she has to go see what's in this house she goes into the house and it's filled with mannequins. I mean, tons of mannequins, all different kinds of mannequins, different shapes, size, all kinds of different clothes on. Some of them have really odd faces, too. It looks like they were actually really based on a person, you know, type of thing. And she gets in one room and, of course, the mannequins start to move and not to go detail for detail on this. But anyway, she's gone. She gets taken or something. We don't know. Right. We get back to the shack. The guy comes back and, man, you know, I forget what he said while the guy, the other guy wasn't with him. Oh, they say he was going to drive into town. They fixed the car or yeah, something? Yeah,
1: they fixed the car. He was going to drive into town find his friend, wasn't it? Yeah, or get some gas or something. Yeah, because they never did know what happened to the yeah. other dude.
0: So he offers them something to drink and eat or something like that Just you know, just be comfortable here. And doesn't he, he tells about his brother at that point or something in there?
1: Yeah, he relates to them the story of you know the tourist. I think it was just Mr. Slauson's tourist trap or something. Anyway, yeah. he relates to them the story of how nobody comes to the museum anymore and because it's like wife a wax, wax museum. Yeah, his wife passed away and his brother was the genius behind the mechanics yeah. and stuff. But his brother left to go work somewhere. Oh yeah, else got a, or offered a
0: job at a bigger first attraction yeah, yeah. place so
1: he left and then the highway got rerouted and so yeah. nobody goes down same old, same old story yeah. for these type of places right exactly so anyway we don't have to go into any no. more detail anyway so anyway, things happen
0: yeah they tell where's the other girl she went to the house oh no he's gonna go look for her and stuff happens one by one they end up disappearing, ca- yeah, disappearing.
1: captured, yeah as you would imagine
0: and at one point we have Three or four of them tied up in the basement of the house, right? And there's a big guy in a in a mannequin face mask. Yeah, weird mask. Talking, yeah, you know, has a weird voice, and is telling me, you know, he's going to make mannequins of them or something like that.
1: <laughs> it's like he's it's like he's preserving them. He thinks yeah. that he's like saving them yeah. by making them into mannequins. Yeah.
0: And the great scene where he uh is pouring the plaster I'm making air quotes plaster on the one girl's face to preserve her face. It's obvious this dough. It's not plaster. <laughs> yeah. But it, of course it suffocates her as it hardens and she kills her.
1: Well, but that's not how come she... Su- that's not why she dies. I thought it was very weird because he makes a point yeah. of... I don't know why I'm going into the detail of this, but well, it, was, it was weird to me. He makes a point of telling her he was going to kill her, that she would die quickly and she wouldn't suffer, but forget how he worded it. But basically he said it was going to be quick, but then he proceeds to cover her face in plaster and he tells her as he's doing all this that he's going to to cover her face in plaster and she won't be able to breathe yeah but her heart will beat out of her chest and explode and she'll (laughs) die of fear before she'll suffocate yeah so you know minutes are going by this is not a quick painless death at all (laughs) he's just a little demented but this is where it, it
0: takes kind of a left turn though the guy gets loose and tries to attack the, the mannequin face guy.
1: Right. Yeah. One of the captive guys. And they
0: they wrestle around. He's reaching for the the key to get out. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden it just like shoots away from him. And that's where we find out that the guy, the killer, has telekinesis. Yes. Telekinetic powers, if you will. Correct. Okay. So that's, that's what it was at the beginning was that mm-hmm. it wasn't rigged up. And now, I, it's not that I've lost interest at this point.
1: Yeah, but it's not what you expected. Yeah, anymore. I wanted
0: more like the real person going after people and setting these traps with the tourist the stuff. tourist
1: <laughs> trap roadside element. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know, you and like that's that. what I,
0: I was really looking for. The beginning started off that way. And now it's like, okay, it's a supernatural. It's it's Carrie on the roadside. Right. And it's not that it, it's it's bad or it gets any worse. It's just it took a turn. Out of what I was really interested in, you know, right. for the movie. Yeah, yeah. And, of course, as it goes on, you know, he gets them one by one. Right. Uh, there is a one of the great scenes. I don't know if I think it might be Tanya Roberts' character. Uh, incidentally, Chuck Connors and Tanya Roberts are the only, like, names in this that mm-hmm. have really gone on to anything else. I think it's her character where one of the mannequins throws a knife and it goes right in the back of her head.
1: Oh, Right.
0: You know, because usually it's like in their back or something. It's right in the back of her skull. Yeah. I was like, oh, that was (laughs) okay. That was pretty brutal. Yeah. (laughs) And the thing about that is the way they did that is it wasn't a mannequin. They didn't use a dummy. Oh, yeah. They attached a wooden block to the back of her head and pulled her hair over it Mm -hmm. and had a wire, wires you can't see, attached to that and attached somewhere back here and had a knife on a wire. So it would go straight into that block. And hit her in the back of the head. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and she was okay with
0: this? This is a low budget film.
1: Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. That's. Um,
0: yeah, it was the 70s.
1: That's insane.
0: Right? You know. That's, um, that's just nuts. The coolest scene in this film, which this scene has been repeated in other films. Something very similar. Mm-hmm. But the one girl that makes it out alive.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: She's driving away the next morning when the sun comes up and has the mannequins that were made of her friends yeah in the car with her and she's like laughing maniacally she's driving yeah, away yeah she's
1: gone insane
0: yeah oh the the scene that really just threw me though yeah it when, was when, weird. when i accepted the telekinesis part okay yeah there's the other scene where the guy of the group and one of the girls he's found her and they come back to the house to try to rescue the other girl mm mm-hmm. mhm and they come in the room, and the killer character is saying something, which, spoiler, ends up being Chuck Connors the whole time. He's split personality or whatever. Yeah,
1: let me tell you, if you couldn't figure that out from the beginning, yeah. you're not paying attention. Because it's it super obvious. Yeah,
0: so the guy says, well, I'm going to stop you or whatever. And Chuck Connors just laughs, you, you're going to stop me. And he walks over to the guy, and the guy's just looking at him. And you know he's not fighting. He walks over and Chuck kind of like twists his arm and pulls his arm off like a mannequin arm. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that was weird. And then he grabs the guy's head. The guy stops talking, of course. And then he's his body's blocking it. And then he twists the head and pulls the head off like it's a, like the guy was a mannequin the whole time.
1: Yeah, but he was not a mannequin. He uh-uh. was a human. So then, so then I started wondering. Well, so maybe the guy isn't just telekinetic. Maybe he can.
0: Maybe he actually Alter turns matter. people into mannequins. Maybe that's his power. Or yeah. Whatever. And so one of something I read, confused. yeah, something I was reading on it, that's the speculation. It's just not made clear that he can do that right. anywhere in the movie. Yeah. Because he, he's putting the plaster on the girl's face, it's like, okay, he's casting he's her face casting, yeah. to make a likeness of her as a mannequin.
1: Right, right.
0: And in this sense, he physically transforms this guy from human flesh to plastic mannequin. Yeah. In almost the blink of an eye. Yeah and there's no effect showing it happen it's just his body blocking the camera when he grabs the guy's head. right (laughs) so that if you take that out of it that one scene out of it Mm -hmm. i'm okay with the rest of the movie even though the telekinetic stuff i don't care for as much Mm -hmm. that one i'm just like i was kind of done at that point like we're not, not really done but just like what the hell
1: You know? Well, I mean, we actually rewound that and watched it again (laughs) because I thought I totally missed something. (laughs) Yeah. I I was like, I I must have misunderstood what just happened. I watched it I mean, it it was
0: somebody, because some of the other stuff, when you saw the mannequins do stuff, Mm -hmm. and it's obviously, okay, that's not a mannequin now, you know? Yeah. I just wrote it off as the person that's seeing it, that's what they're seeing. That's a delusion that they're having because they're freaking out.
1: Yeah.
0: That's the way it plays. Not so
1: much, I guess. Yeah,
0: so... I don't know.
1: That was very strange. I, I didn't quite get it. Yeah.
0: So anybody out there that hasn't seen it is going to watch this, watch it and let us know what you think about yeah. that.
1: Yeah. Or if somebody has a better explanation to, that really knows what the hell's going on, please let me know.
0: Yeah. I, I'm sure I'll watch it again at some point just to watch it again, but also to see, okay, did I miss any clues or anything earlier in the film? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. There was a lot of weirdness. Yeah. I mean, so what was the, the girl's name you said that was the only name in this
0: Tanya Roberts.
1: That's the one from um That seventies show 70's and Beastmaster. Right? Okay, gotcha. Yeah.
0: yeah, Midge from that yes. 70s show.
1: And she was the only one. Was she the one? No, she wasn't the one that actually could act, sadly enough. It was the, the <laughs> one the one at the end was the one that I thought, oh, she's actually doing a good job. Yeah. Everybody else was just kind of stiff. Really stiff. Yeah. Not kinda. They were Well I was not buying at all that they were scared. Yeah.
0: Come to find out, there was no like casting for the movie except for chuck connors and he was actually third choice huh and give me a minute and i'll i'll remember who the first two were they tried to get to turn it down but the rest of them were like they called it was like calling a central casting agency send, send some people over oh wow and they read the lines and they picked from those people
1: Jeez. well you know? sadly i can tell yeah
0: because it was such i mean it's really a low low budget film yeah the director david schmoller it's his first film okay and he learned a lot while he was making this film, he says.
1: So what else has he done? Anything I know? Uh, you know,
0: I don't, I don't know. Okay. I did, it definitely really popped up that made me go, oh. Okay. I started looking for other stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, now, the producer, well, we'll get to that in a minute. The production designer, well, I'm sorry, Robert Burns, the guy named Robert A. Burns was a production designer on Texas Chainsaw and Hills Have Eyes. Mm-hmm. He uh, handled the art direction and some of the special effects on this film. Okay. So you got a little tie-in to some of the other stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, and saying this was low budget, it was also was it filmed in twenty-four days? Wow! They used an most of the stuff for the the house mm-hmm. was an abandoned house, okay, on Hollywood Boulevard that was set for uh, demolition, but they persuaded them to hold off for a week so they could film there. <laughs> the <laughs> now the producer and the writer, or one of the writers of this, was Charles Band. If you listen to this podcast, you like types of films, most people out there will know who Charles Band is. He's uh, the guy behind Full Moon, Mm -hmm. the Full Moon movies. And before that, what was the name of his company? Empire or something? And Wizard Video behind that. So, you know, his list of things he's done is longer than my arm. And he's a little infamous, too, in his business dealings, apparently. Some stuff I was reading. Oh, yeah? That's a whole other podcast right there to go into. But after after this, of course, he went on and, and Empire with Full Moon and made tons of movies of varying qualities. One thing kind of interesting here, you know, we go over the plot and I'm jumping around all kinds of stuff here with this one. Not that we don't do that almost every podcast, but... Go for it. This plot has been used and reused oh, yeah. numerous times, numerous movies, but the 2005 House of Wax mm-hmm. remake, yeah, which was supposed to be a remake of House of Wax. The original was more of like a remake of this. Oh yeah, the basic plot of it: know you know, kids I on the road, and they the come across. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I, I know of it. Okay, yeah, you know, a group of kids come across a small town attraction type thing, and right. shenanigans happen. Right, it wasn't like a big House of Wax in a city where the Vincent Price story, which is yeah, you know, good movie
1: indeed. So I wonder why. I guess they were just playing on the the title for House of Wax because it was more popular than Tourist Trap. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, oh, talking about the special effects. That's something I wanted to mention. Besides that block of wood and the knife, mm-hmm. you can see open the opening scene. All the stuff flying oh, out of that cabinet. yeah, you're you telling know? me
1: this. This is cool.
0: It's it's done. It's done really well. It looks yeah. really good. Mm-hmm. The way they achieved that is they mounted that cabinet on the ceiling of the room turn the camera sideways and they drop the stuff out of it so it falls fast and straight well with the camera turned some ways it looks like it's shooting across the frame right yeah so that was how they did that
1: yeah simple but
0: very low effective. budget but very, yeah very effective mm-hmm. oh here's something interesting this is a little contention with fans and about charles band the 2014 blu-ray of it well i think he had something to do with the release of that i don't i, I can't remember now but some Minor plot points are cut out of it, of oh. the film. Like there's minutes gone from the film. None of the violence is gone. Okay. But, and I I couldn't find anything like what I didn't do any deep digging. Mm-hmm. And the transfer, the, it's not sure what the transfer is from. It's not the original negative, because it doesn't. It's not complete. So it's like, why were those points cut out of it? You know, those little bits. Well, do they... And not, not the violence cut out for like TV showings. But then again, it is a PG film. So the violence in it isn't really gory or anything.
1: That's really weird. Yeah, I mean, so... so I mean, it wasn't released as like a director's cut or anything. Like uh, that. I don't know. Just... You know,
0: I'll have to look up and see what the most recent release is. There may be a new one that's just come out. Yeah. Because this is getting a little play. I've seen this movie show up and other people talking about it recently, which is kind of odd.
1: Uh, well, because it's because of the anniversary.
0: Yeah. So maybe maybe it is getting an anniversary release. Oh. But the 2014 Blu ray, you don't want to get unless you're like a completist <laughs> and want to have it for comparison, which now I kind of want to see it too. Yeah.
1: Just to know what's <laughs> yeah. missing. Yeah. I'd like to know what's not in there.
0: That the attraction of this movie for you, for, for me, in general. oh. Yeah. For me is because it starts off or it's supposed to be dealing with a tourist trap, yeah, a ro- you know, the old time roadside attractions. Which I love. <laughs> I am so enamored of the those cheesy roadside attraction, mom and pop joints. Yep. Whether it's just, the, you know, the biggest ball of string or the or uh, you know
1: Which we have never seen. No,
0: we've never seen. Or the giant roller skate or fiberglass <laughs> dinosaurs on the side of the road. We've seen
1: lots of those.
0: Or across the country there's different, you know, mystery spots. We've actually been to the mystery hole
1: in West Virginia. In West Virginia. That was awesome.
0: Uh, Which is basically just a take on the old mystery spot thing with the, you know, the tilted room, the, you know, gravity doesn't work right and all that, but it was awesome.
1: It was a lot of fun.
0: And so cheesy. Yep. And there's these places all over the United States still, sadly though, they're, they're dwindling. They're dying off and they're going away. One of the greatest ones I've ever been to. I know what you're going to say. Just recently, I found out just recently got bought and is getting demolished
1: so so sad
0: yeah that's fred flintstone's yabba dabba do land this place
1: was awesome i'm gonna shed a tear it was amazing
0: we found this by accident going to the grand canyon one time yeah god this place was amazing from the outside all you can see is the big sign it's big fred flintstone it says yabba dabba do land this building in a long fence and you're like Okay, I got to check this out. Well, yeah. And it looks, because it looks like it's been there since the 60s or at least the 70s. So we walk in, pay like five bucks.
1: Yeah, it was really cheap.
0: And typical tourist trap stuff inside this building.
1: Yeah, yeah. And a lunch counter, which was kind of
0: cool. But then you go through the door to the back.
1: And that first glimpse was, (sighs) it was, it was almost breathtaking. It was almost as breathtaking as seeing the Grand Canyon for the first time. And that is so weird to
0: say. I I heard angels singing. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. and i don't know what was more weird because you you open the door and you look out there and you see
0: you're in bedrock
1: you see bedrock and not only do you see bedrock you see the the giant dinosaur with the that uh fred slides down the, the slide, tail yeah. and there's really a slide on it you can go slide yeah, down his tail
0: this they had built a full-size portion of bedrock it's life-size bedrock houses and there's a car and of course there's a couple there's a a, a Fred, a Wilma Betty, and a Barney. Yeah, you can get take
1: pictures of those And there's the different
0: buildings and everything and of course there's a bigger building that's a theater yeah. playing Flintstone's cartoons.
1: Yeah, and you can hear it all throughout the park.
0: That's the part it was like the Twilight Zone because for one thing, there's no back there's no back fence. Yeah, that's it's just the most it's weird just spot. Desert. As far as you could see.
1: Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say. Yeah, when you so, open the door, you see bedrock. But then you just kind of keep looking into the distance, yeah. and you see the distance. desert. Yeah, it's and not that, like there's nothing yeah. in the distance. but It's not corralled
0: in, in like a park here or anything. It's just there's the fence blocking the, the world and the desert. Yeah, and it was yeah you know, there's a breeze blowing through the desert. I remember it's like shh, yeah. between the buildings and, and you hear the you know, the Fred and Barney kind of. On the wind in the distance. Yeah, and I
1: think there was only like one there other. family. There was one family other family there. Yeah, we and it was there. so
0: creepy, Twilight Zone ish, but awesome at the same it's amazing. time. Amazing. <laughs> and I, yeah, we I could have stayed there for hours. <laughs> just why we stayed for a while. We stayed for a long time. And unfortunately, I, I just read recently that it's you know it's no more. It was one of the greatest places I've ever been. <laughs> it was so awesome. It was I amazing. I live for shit like this. You know, I just want to travel more to find more places like this and anything, no matter how big or small, that was one of the biggest though. Yeah. The mystery hole is a small place and that was really cool. There's out in Arizona, I think is the thing and you see billboards as you go. Yeah. And a friend of ours actually saw that recently and sent me some pictures of the place, but I don't know if I saw a picture of the actual thing at the end, (laughs) but it was like, oh, I was so jealous. I wanted to go to that. I well, guess that's part of the reason think, why we love Vegas so much is because yeah. the whole town is like that.
1: In a way it is, yeah. I think the <laughs> coolest thing about Yabba Dabba Doo Land, I mean, well, other, it's just cool. I can't pick any one thing about it that's cool. Yabba Dabba Doo Land was so amazing because we had no idea it was there. Yeah. We, we, we found it by we were total driving, accident. Yeah, we were going to a friend's wedding. They were getting married on the south rim of the Grand Canyon and we decided that we would use that as an excuse to go to Vegas for the first time. So we went to Vegas and then we drove something like seven hours from Vegas to the south rim and uh, use that as also an excuse to do, you know, what Rob and I love to do, which is take a road trip and stop at all these crazy roadside tourist traps.
0: Yeah. And that was um, just amazing. And
1: that was what, so we took Route 66 as far as we could. Yeah. And uh, we were headed towards the South Rim and on the way to the Grand Canyon, it was like the final stretch to the to the canyon, and it was just this giant Fred Flintstone, and yeah. we were like, what the hell is this? Yeah. It was amazing.
0: And how that relates back to tourist trap. Because it's a tourist trap. It is a tourist <laughs> trap, but it had that creepy vibe. Yes. You know, because there was no back to it, and we were almost the only ones there. And it was really quiet with the wind blowing. It was it was almost like being in a horror movie, but a bright colored you know cartoon <laughs> of a horror movie. It was so awesome.
1: It was amazing, and all
0: those places like that to me give off that kind of vibe. Yeah, they do a bit. You know, so I guess that's what I love so much about them. And I, mean, I, I want to go. I want to go to as many as I can. But like I said though, unfortunately, there's not as many as there used to be. Yeah, but there's still some out there. And any but any roadside attraction stuff, really. You know,
1: I think the only thing. I don't even know if we want to talk about this right now. But anyway, the the only thing
0: you can edit it out. Go ahead. Yeah, I can.
1: The, <laughs> the only thing uh close to that that wasn't really a roadside attraction so much, but as close to it for this kind of experience that we could get is when we were we went to Point Pleasant to see Oh, the the, the Mothman Man town. Yes. And then we went into that little And Captain Spaulding little, gave yes. us directions. And we yeah. went in there and that little Captain Spaulding guy started giving us directions to the, the bunkers. Oh yeah, what that was so bizarre. We're in
0: Mothman town, which isn't much of a tourist trap in and of itself, but they do have Point Pleasant, West Virginia, the whole Mothman Legend legend. They have a big steel statue in the middle of town, which is really cool. Yep. And, and the they have Mothman. a Mothman museum. Right. Which has artifacts and then touristy stuff too and all that. But every storefront has a little section with Mothman merchandise.
1: Yes. Everybody believes, well, the num- I don't know if they all believe, but they're all basing they their buck. stuff about Mothman. Yeah. So yeah. we
0: went in this one, and the guy running the shop starts talking to us, and I forget who he was talking to first, but he ended up asking him, well, have we been out? Oh, you're interested in the Mothman stuff? Yeah, oh, yes yeah, that's why we came. Yeah,
1: I think he was talking to Sam. Yeah.
0: Have you been out to the bunkers? And we're like, "Huh, <laughs> What
1: bunkers? What bunkers?
0: And He said, "Well, you go down this main road here, blah blah, X amount of miles." He drew us a little map, like Captain Spaulding did in House of a Thousand yes. Corpses.
1: On a piece of just a piece of paper, he piece of drew scrap paper, a there. hand-drawn map. Yeah. And uh, which Sam, if you're listening to this, find that map. We want to see it. Yeah, I want to see it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and you know, he said, "You go down two point five miles. Don't go two point six. Yeah, <laughs> or they'll get you. Yeah." You can go into these bunkers here, but if you go down to the next road and go in those bunkers, the government guys will come out and escort you off the property.
1: Yeah, with machine guns. He yeah. made a point of saying, with machine yeah. guns. We were but like, you, what? But
0: you're allowed to go in these bunkers. <laughs> he said, everybody that's gone to this bunker taking taken pictures, like the entrance of the bunkers, there's something on the film yeah. that wasn't there when they took the pictures, Some kind of ghostly image or something. And I so wanted to go. But it was getting late. It was going to be dark soon.
1: Yeah, we didn't want to be out there in the dark. Yeah.
0: And Craig didn't want to go. So, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> maybe one day we'll return and check it out. And
1: though. then they'll never hear from us again. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lost Chuck Connors isn't there. Right. See how I brought that back around? Indeed. Now, back to Taurus Trap, though.
1: <laughs> We've been talking about tons of Taurus Traps. Back is the movie Taurus
0: Trap. <laughs> Overall, I mean, I was all right. I didn't dislike it. I, I'm not going to put it up there as being one of my favorites no. of this type of, you know, the slasher genre or whatever, because I was disappointed in it not giving me what I wanted. Yeah. And I started out getting that and then going, oh, you know.
1: <laughs> I was not going into it expecting anything. I mean, the name alone, of course, I kind of had some expectation, yeah. I suppose. But. The very beginning, even when the stuff started flying across the room, from that point, I thought, well, this isn't just a rigged yeah. thing. I, I figured something was Oh, yeah. Well, me too.
0: Once, once the stuff started flying, it, it wasn't the stuff just popping up. Yeah.
1: So I just assumed you know, I was that like, point, oh, man. you know. Yeah. But I'm still
0: trying to go, okay. I mean, I'll, that was the very yeah. beginning. So yeah. I,
1: I just kind of went into it from there that there was something supernatural yeah. going on. So I, I guess I was more accepting of it than maybe you were. I didn't expect as much of the tourist trap. Rigged kind of thing as you did So I wasn't as disappointed Well after that
0: we didn't get any after that really No that's true
1: I mean there was that one The first girl when she wanders off It kind of seems like it at first A little bit A little bit yeah. yeah But anyway so My point is that I Did not dislike this movie I wasn't bored watching it.
0: No, but it wasn't that great either. It wasn't, it wasn't filmed great. that great. Yeah, the cinematography was a little, a little murky. Yeah, a little dark, and a lot and of I it. And I
1: really, the the acting really did leave a, a lot stiff, to be desired. A stiff. You know, I mean, especially when the the ladies were yeah. were being well, and the, murdered yeah, or, well, or being sought after or being chased after, and that, they that really goes, were not selling it.
0: Yeah, that goes with the direction of it too a little bit because yeah. he could have. Got no better performance out of them to a degree. Yeah, but just also the scene where they're all tied up in the basement.
1: Yeah,
0: was kind of boring.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, there wasn't much
0: suspense or tension in that scene.
1: That's true. You well, know, and I, it should have been no suspense at all in this movie. Yeah. Really,
0: that scene there should have been a lot of tension. Yeah, in that scene right there, and it just wasn't. So it was kind of like eh.
1: yeah. I mean, I didn't feel, there was there was no tension or suspense at all for this movie no, for me. No, it I was, mean, which doesn't kind of, mean it's a bad
0: movie. No. It just means it, yeah. it didn't, you know, I mean, it didn't definitely, leave me you know, feeling that. Check for yourself. Watch it.
1: It's worth seeing. It's worth, yeah, it's worth seeing. I mean, all seeing. of them are worth seeing when yeah. we talk about them. But yeah, I mean, it's worth seeing to know, but I didn't love it.
0: Okay, so with all that being said, though, I mean, watch it yourself and see what you think. It's readily available. If you have Amazon, Amazon Prime Video, you can rent it or buy it on Prime. And also you can get the hard copy of DVD. You can get the Rift Tracks. Oh, no, actually, that's on Amazon Video too. And then the DVD by itself is only eleven ninety nine. Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah, pick up a copy and check it out yourself and let us know what you think. Uh, I'd be interested to hear other people's take on this, because it's one of those I was kind of excited to see. And it's not so much that well, I guess I was disappointed in it. I it's not I don't it's not one of those that I hate, and I'll watch it again at some point. But it was like eh, I was expecting a little more out of it, and it didn't surprise me with anything. Like a few of the ones we've seen on here, like uh, Blood and Lace, I think was one that really surprised me. How much I enjoyed it. The Vampire was another one that I do want to watch again soon. By the way, And another interesting bit to throw in here: the guy that scored the movie, uh, Pino. Delagio, if I'm pronouncing that right, did the score to the film. Also, scored Carrie, another film about telekinesis. Hmm. Hmm. And speaking of Carrie, apparently Stephen King really likes this film a lot and uh, throws praises on it. Who knew? Alrighty then. <laughs> so, if you like Stephen King, you should probably watch this to see what he likes. Now, Chuck Connors thought that he took this role. He thought this was going to be his entry into kind of restarting his career as a horror actor, like Boris Karloff or something like that. And the only other thing that he did that I'm aware of after this was uh, the Werewolf TV series that didn't last, you know, too long. And this did not jumpstart his movie career again. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Was not it, huh?
0: No, no. He has missed the boat on that one. Now, whether that was due to him or... This movie, and I'm going to say it was this movie. <laughs> yeah, I hate to keep beating a dead horse, but it's not that great, but it's not that bad either. Yeah. So, we'll just let it go at that.
1: Indeed. Well, I guess that's about it,
0: huh? Yeah, I think so. I don't have any other interesting little facts to throw in without getting boring about it and <laughs> just reading IMDb. <laughs> Which anybody could do that. So, Rob. Yes, Phyllis.
1: How? <laughs> does.
0: Okay, wait a minute. Before you do that, i got to throw the explanation out. cases it's a first-time listener. End of every episode, just about, we play this little game called The World Revolves Around Planet of the Apes. That's because the world does indeed revolve around Planet of the Apes. It's like the Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon game, except my friend Clayton and I came up with this years before the Kevin Bacon game was a thing. So, Phyllis will throw something at me from the movie we're talking about, and I will connect it in a series of steps back to Planet of the Apes. Or attempt to. Okay.
1: Okay. So then, I'm not sure who to give you. So,
0: you give me one of those actors that hasn't done anything else?
1: I was thinking about it. <laughs> Do Tanya Roberts
0: then. Whew. Shame you didn't give me Chuck Connors.
1: I was thinking that's probably that would have been true. the
0: shortest one ever. I
1: was thinking it was going to be short. <laughs> so, we're going to go with her. We got to give you some kind of challenge.
0: Okay. Tanya Roberts. Let me think just a second here. Tanya Roberts. Can't say as I'm the biggest fan of Tanya Roberts. So, I haven't seen a lot of stuff she's done, but Tanya Roberts, you say? Indeed. <laughs> okay. Tanya Roberts to Beastmaster. Okay. To John Amos. Okay. Uh, yep. John Amos was on the first season, I believe, of Mary Tyler Moore Show. Okay. Okay. He was one of the sportscasters or something. All right. Mary Tyler Moore Show, Ted Knight. Okay. Right. Ted Knight to Caddyshack. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) To Rodney Dangerfield. To Back to School, where Adrian Barbeau played his wife. Oh, I'm sorry, wait. Back to School, not Adrian Barbeau. Burt Young was his chauffeur. Okay. Okay. Burt Young was in The Killer Elite with James Caan. Okay. James Caan was Sonny Corleone in The Godfather. Abe Vigoda was in The Godfather. Abe Vigoda on Barney Miller. James Gregory was the inspector on Barney Miller, and he was Ursus in Beneath the Plant Heaps.
1: Good Lord.
0: <laughs> How's that? <laughs> that
1: one took quite a lot of effort.
0: But it was fun, though.
1: Glad you got there.
0: Okay. Just just for shits and giggles, give me Chuck Connors.
1: Chuck Connors.
0: Soylent Green, Charlton Heston. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's no fun.
0: <laughs> that's why I went with... T- it <laughs> went a long way with Tanya Roberts to make it fun.
1: Well, all then. There's
0: probably a quicker way, but that was uh, going right to the Ursus. Right. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> that's about all I've got.
1: Well, that's certainly all I've got.
0: Nothing else to add to Taurus Trap. Uh, once again, watch the movie yourself. Check the Facebook page for Phantasmo After Dark. I'll put up pictures, many as I can find, interesting stuff for this film, and throw the trailer up there and drop us a line on the Phantasmo After Dark email if you'd like a phantasmo at gmail.com phantasmo all one word at gmail.com or you know just throw us a comment on the whole facebook page there uh, other than that that's about it for this episode so uh good night everybody thanks for listening
1: good night <laughs>